this is day four. Is that is it day four? Yeah. This is day four of uh teaching. So um you know the more I I experience things in the house of God, you know, the more I realize that some, not all, but a lot of God's children don't value knowledge. They don't value wisdom. They will still prefer magic. They don't value wisdom. I, 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 I realize that more and more, you know, the more I deal in the house of God. He says, since, you know, chapter 4, verse 7, he says, since you have rejected knowledge, so I also reject you as priest. See, a lot of, a lot of God's people don't value knowledge. He said, get wisdom. Get wisdom. Get wisdom. When he says get wisdom, other versions say buy wisdom. Some people prefer to buy a dress than spend money to buy data to be on a meeting like this. And it will show in their life in a few years. Get wisdom. And it all that getting he said, you, everything you get with wisdom, he said, use it to get understanding. If you ask two people, all right, for example, maybe concerning their school, you put a red button, you put a blue button there, red button, you will get your marks and you will pass. Blue button, you will understand the subject. They will press the red button. The Bible says that the man that wanders from the way of understanding, he said he'll be like one that is dwelling in the congregation of the dead. This phone is useless to anybody who does not understand how it works. There are some, there are some things that, you know, sometimes can be like trolls or like, you know, something that you are just, we are just making fun about. Um, like, for example, what I said concerning the red button, the blue button. You know, someone can even say, ah, what am I doing with understanding? I better give my mask, let me go. You know, it looks like something that we can all laugh about. But it's a serious statement that if it is something that uh, somebody is going to live his life on, if that's the choices that the person is going up on, the person is in deep trouble. What is, that? what is the advantage and disadvantage of those two buttons? The one who just has the max. It means after the max, he's useless. And that accounts for the kind of people we have in society today. You see, don't be quick to, you know, I, I, I help poor people. So I'll tell you the truth. Don't be quick to help people. You don't know why they are where they are. So, Get wisdom. It says again in the book of Proverbs, it says, buy the truth. Buy the truth. 
Any meeting that will add to you, to your wisdom and your knowledge, don't joke with it. The Bible has every knowledge we require. All these things that people go and learn in, you know, business, what, 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 all those things are in the Bible. So if you get to understand the scripture, you know, you would, you would, you would, you will find all the things you've been looking for. It will also give perspective to how you should make your decisions. So yesterday we started with the principle of work. Principle of work. Exodus 20 and also Exodus 34, it says, Six days shall thy work. From verse 8. Exodus 20 says, Six days shall thou labor and do all thy work. God expects you to work. In fact, um, when it comes to the order of things in prosperity, giving is not first. Work is first. Work will come before giving. Because the way the laws of this world have been winged, all right, Prosperity is not magical. I told you it is it's based on rules. The way the laws of this world has been winged, you only, you know, get um, to the degree of your input. You get from your contribution. And work is how is one of the ways that we contribute to society. Six days shall thou labor and do all thy work. No lazy man has a future. Write it down. Six days shall thou labor and do all thy work. I said in the, the, the prosperity order of things, giving does not come first. So if someone's going to tell you that, give, and, the person, and there's no track record of you working, you are, you are in a paradise. Okay, what about um, maybe you, you have some money and you're giving, but maybe probably you are in school and you've not done, you're not done. Um, and, all right. Many things will come into play, all right? Um, every true giving usually will direct you to an idea or a work. It will position you because when we, come, when we talk about Finances, finance is not just money. So when you give, what it does is it opens avenues for you to so bring into you finance. Sometimes it can put you in an advantageous position that money can come to you. So everything is not money in, money out. God thinks beyond that. In fact, when you read the book of Luke, the same parable of the talent, the Bible says the man had 10 pounds and he gained, you know, when he, he gained, he gave him, gave him authority over five cities. What does money have to do with cities? Because that is the that is finances. He gave him rule over cities. When you come to a city, there are many things, you know, that's he put him in a place, an advantageous place of authority, where this man can have access to human capital. He can have access to um how the the strata, the societal strata runs. So the man will have access to money at that point. 
So it's one of the things that um, your giving does for you. But your giving will not just put you in a place of prosperity without putting you in a place that you can work. So work. Hmm? You have to work. So I'll give you scriptures concerning everything I'm saying. Right? I said, giving is good, but work precedes it. If you don't work, you won't have to consistently give. So what do you do? Take your work seriously. Take your work seriously. Look at Ephesians chapter 4. I'll read from verse 26. Ephesians 4 verse 26. Um, before I, I, I even start, um, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a background to this. Now, every time you read the, the, uh, the epistles, all right? Sometimes you 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 see you think the, the scriptures are in isolation. No, they are not in isolation. For example, when you read the book of First John, okay, when you read the book of John to start with, John um, brought his book, all right, concerning Jesus because there were some areas that were gray in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So these letters were not written just in isolation. Even though they were inspired by God, they were somewhere written to fill in some gaps. All right, so John wrote that. Then in First John, when he wrote the book of First John, Second John, Third John, he was addressing especially a lot of doctrinal issues because in that time there were different um, sects that were arising: Gnostics, um, those who were into Marcionism, you know, uh, then the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. You know, different different set of people arose. Okay, and so when um, uh, John was writing in the book of First John, he said, "Beloved, believe not every spirit," because he said, "Because that time th- these kind of things were were like suffocating the church with different doctrines." Now, um, it was thriving because most of the apostles had been killed. You know, now there was no Bible. Now, because there was no Bible. All they had were the epistles. So the only person, Paul had been killed, Peter had been killed. So the only person who was around within that time that these, um, remember what Paul said in the book of Acts, he said, when I leave, grievous who shall come. You see, he said, when I leave, he said in Acts chapter 20, he said, when I leave, grievous who will come among you, not sparing the flock. It was with erroneous teachings. So, so John writing in the book of 1 John, was correcting some of these things that were happening at that time. Now, one of the uh, um, doctrines or one of the, the practices that was okay for a certain time, but then was not sustainable in the long term and had to change. And so Paul was writing what I'm about to read to you. He was writing it to correct what was going on at the time. Was this. You see in the book of Acts, after the Holy Ghost came, that they were all giving their things. And then the things 
Go to Acts chapter 4. I'm sure you see it there. Verse 32. And the multitude of them that believe were of one heart and of one soul, neither said any of them that all of the things which he possessed was his own, but they all had one thing in common. What, in other words, Imbia will bring all the money in his, in his account. This one will bring all the money in his account. Grace will bring all the money in his account. Someone will bring all the money in his account. This one will bring all the money in his account. Then we all join together. We all share. See, so at that, you know, the church had just started. Remember in chapter 2, the Holy Ghost had come. By chapter 3, they were in persecution. And so they were all like in the same community. You see, so everybody was bringing, it's like nobody was, you know. um, So you see in verse 33, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Verse 34, he says, Neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as were possessors of land or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold. So you see, everybody was sharing everybody's thing. All right. Now, this was good for the beginning of the church. As the church began to grow and enter the Gentile world, and that it was not only the church in Jerusalem, but it became a church that was even in different houses, it was no longer sustainable. Because people were no longer working. So it became a problem. So later, Paul will address some of these things so that he can take out the car. Because imagine that everything I have, the one who has more, the one who has less, all of them share what they have. Nobody's going to work. You understand? Because if I come in among the food, I will get my, my share. All I need to do is to be born again. You see, so after a period of time, it began to raise thieves among them. Then it began to bring lazy men among them. So in the book of Ephesians, Paul starts addressing what happened over there. So you go to Ephesians chapter 4, I said verse 26. It says, be ye angry, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Verse 27 Neither give place to the devil. Verse 28. Let him that stole steal no more. But rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give. So he's, he's, he, the giving is not what started. He didn't say let him that stole steal no more, but let him be a giver, he will get money. He says, let him that stole steal no more. Because one of our kingdom, I'll talk about it maybe by the time we are ending. One of our kingdom secrets is our giving. But then, how will you give if you don't have? So he said, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good. That means it's not just every work you can do. He said he has to labor with his hands, the things which is good, that he may have to give to him that needed. You know, Jesus, um, there, there are three, you know, levels you see in work. You see, God in Genesis was a creative worker. Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent while it is day. The night can no man can work. That means Jesus was a tireless worker. So you see God as a creative worker. Jesus is a tireless worker. And the Bible calls the Holy Ghost, he says, 
He shall be in you. He shall be with you. He is a forever worker. So this, <laughs> they are into working. So Jesus said, my father worketh, either to I work. My father worketh, either to I work. So Jesus is into working. Of course, not you, but many young people today don't like to work. They don't like to work. They are looking for easy money, quick money. So the early church model became problematic with time because it was not sustainable in the long term. The economics of scripture, you see that it gives the power of wealth. When you check from the Old Testament to the New Testament, the economics of scripture gives power of wealth to those who gain the mastery. Even though it makes provision also for those who are poor. So he tells the people who are rich that at the end of the when they are when they are um, uh, harvesting, they should not fully glean the field. They should leave some because the poor and the strangers will come and eat some of it. So, in other words, what God's economics is is um, your contribution is what you get. Your contribution is what you get. Your contribution is what you get. Even in ministry, no impact, no money. You don't make impact, no money. So you get from your contribution. You have to be mindful of the doctrine of work, the principle of work. Did you catch that? Yes. Six days shall thou labor and do all thy work. And do all that work. If you if you are not working, if you cannot find anything, start something. Start something. There's no law against trading, and I told you yesterday the key is trading. The key is trading. Listen, let's learn what the scripture teaches, not what we've been taught anyway. The purpose of saving is investment. The purpose of saving. It's not that you have you just have money in the bank. If we if there's anywhere we can learn money from, we can learn it from the scripture. What the master told the guys, you should have given my money to the exchanges. He said, and the exchanges would have brought it back with usury. So sometimes you can save money because someone was asking yesterday about saving. You can save money while you are saving the money. You want it to get to a certain amount so that you can invest. Either invest. In the kingdom, because giving is an investment in the kingdom, or invest in business. You know, and if you're a kingdom person, you're a child of God, you know that even investing in business, your profit is still going to go into the kingdom. You see, so the purpose of saving is investment, not that you just save the money, the bank will be deducting it. So you can, and, and another thing to invest in business, as in it could be like a bank bond. Um, could be, you find out from banks the best packages. Don't go and invest it. Um, don't go and invest it in any greedy scheme. You can't get me to do those things. Why? I'm not greedy. Put in 100, you get 400. Why? You can never get me to do those things. I thought I had trust issues. No, it's not trust issues. 
I, I am not greedy. Like, for example, some people have been scammed because they open their... And, and this brings me back to the miracle mentality. They open their mail and they saw a mail. You have won $1 million. What work have you done? What work have you done that you have won $1 million? Then you call, they'll tell you, okay, before they can send you this one, you have to send them. What work have you done that you have won $1 million? It scammed them. One time, when we were best Western, one lady called me. Pastor, Pastor, there's a testimony. With testimony. He said, somebody just gave me an amount of... I said, where? He says, he said, I should just... I said, don't do it. I said, don't do it. Of course, she don't listen to me. Later, she came and Pastor, please. Now only 200 CDs I had. They collected it. I said, you're greedy. You are greedy. What work have you done that you are going to collect $1 million? One of the purposes of the church in every society is to have produced men of character for the society. Aside going to heaven. Because many Christians are, use, are, are, are eligible for heaven but useless to the earth. So, for example, can, can, can we go inside a bit today? Can we go deeper? All right. For example, in every society, there is, if you want to see wholesome development, you have to develop the human capital. But human capital development is not enough because someone can be very competent and corrupt. You see, so for the, if the person is not going to be corrupt, he's going to be a good person, a loving person, a humble person. You can't teach that in university. Those are matters of the heart. And when it comes to matters of the heart, that's where God comes in. You see? And so that's one of the purposes of the church. It produces people who have been worked on by God in such a way that they have the character to be in business. But character is not enough. So that's why we also go to school to develop the competence. Because if you tell me that, if I say I want a driver and you bring me a, a man, he says, oh, this guy, pastor, this, can, this man can be your driver. I say, can he drive? Oh, no, 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 but pastor, he's very honest. Wow. <laughs> so he cannot drive, but pastor, he's very honest. <laughs> oh, pastor, this man, he'll never take your money. Please, I want, to, I want to arrive at my destination. You know? So there is character and there's competence. So these two go hand in hand. So when it comes to something like... Um, uh, uh, you have been, you know, raised. The church has a responsibility to society. One of the church responses to society, even though sometimes they build schools, it's not, the, it's not their main responsibility. The main responsibility of society, or, or, of the church, the society, is human development, the image and the likeness of God. So people should not go through church and still be corrupt. People should not go through church and not have integrity. There's a church ahead of. If you leave your phone on the seat, after a while you come and meet it on the same seat. That's what we call transformation. It's called transformation. 
So, working is very important in every society. If you are a member of the house of God, at your workplace, it should be known. Not by your... In fact, okay, go to First Peter chapter 3. First Peter chapter 3, even though he's talking about marriage, God is explaining how he expects believers to deal with unbelievers. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if, obey, if any obey not the word. So now, this is a marriage context, but we can broaden it to, let's say, because a wife is like living with their husband, right? So in a broad context, maybe your workplace. If there are people in your workplace who are not born again, if any obey not the word, they also may without the word, because sometimes when you are in the same space with somebody for a very long time, your words are not enough. Because the people are privy to more than your words. They also may, without the word, be won by the conversation of the wives. Give it to me in the New Living Translation. In the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Then if, then even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lines will speak to them without any words. They will be won over. If you work in a, in a place, in, in, in a secular institution where there are a lot, a lot of people there, you know, who are not born again, that is where your life comes in. The transformation of your life comes in over there. The, your, your work. The transformation of your life comes in there. But then you must work. Today we are going into another part. Budgeting. All right. Budgeting. Let me give you a little um, exp- um, definition of budgeting. It's not in any book. Don't worry. Budgeting simply means to create a priority and a sequester in spending from a particular purse and within a specific time frame. I repeat it. Budgeting simply means to create a priority and a sequester in spending from a particular purse and within a specific time frame. Book of Luke. See, if you don't, let me just be frank. If you don't budget, you'll be poor. Stop impulse buying. Luke 14, verse 28. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first and counted the cost, whether ye have sufficient to finish it? Now, Jesus is the one teaching it. Well, now, why did Jesus say that you always have sufficient to finish it? I think that Jesus is very powerful. You should have said that. Oh, which of you intending to build a house? Sit down, speak in tongue, you'll finish everything. For which of you intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first and counted the cost? What is the cost? Whether ye have sufficient to finish it. 
Let's see what happens to that person who does not do this. Verse 29. Less happily, after he had laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him. He said, because the guy didn't budget, he couldn't finish the project. After he had laid the foundation, everybody would say, what's wrong with this person? They'll begin to laugh at him. Why? He could not finish it. What's wrong with you? you should, what you should have done was to budget. See, not everything is for you. Not everything you even have money for is for you yet. Some people's upkeep became their downfall. God, why are you spending money? Or how do you put it? Why are you spending money you don't have? To impress people you don't know. You're spending money you don't have. And that's where sometimes borrowing comes in. People borrow money not to do business. Because I know some, some people are asking about borrowing money to do business. That's, that's a, a topic that I would advise that you go and see your pastor. But personally, if from over here, I, I want to advise you, I'll tell you that. Don't do it. But sometimes you can have a peculiar case. So go and see your pastor. Go and see your pastor tell him that there's this business and you know the funds to do it. You, you, you want to go for a loan or something. Talk to your pastor about it. He will tell you what to do. Budget. Do you have a budget for the week? Do you budget your airtime? Or is pay as you go? Is it cheaper for you? Because after budgeting, I'm coming to bargaining. Is it cheaper for you to make a WhatsApp call than a GSM call? Which will be better for you? When Jesus... Listen now. When Jesus' disciples began to pick the crumbs, it made 12 baskets. You see, your coins and your crumbs is money God has sent to you. You've just not seen it because you've not gathered it. You have disregarded the crumbs. And because there is no budgeting, you are wasting money. And if you had gathered all the waste, that was your seed. 2014. Was it 14 or 13? 13. I wanted to give a certain amount of money. And while I was praying about it, God just told me something. I'm telling you two stories right now. I'll tell you one. I'll tell you another one. So while I was just thinking about it, about how I'm going to give, you know, um, this money, I thought God would tell me, I've sent you money, I've sent you money. Someone is bringing money to you. No, this is what God told me. He said, okay, so you stop. Because at that time, there was no Uber. So God told me, stop taking taxi for now. Because every time I was, in, I was in uni. So every time I was, uh, th there was a Christian fellowship there. But I didn't join the Christian fellowship. I started my own fellowship. And it was big. It was as big as the Christian fellowship. So I didn't want to. And... I have to, if I, because I, I, I usually will go to school every day. I didn't, I was not staying on the campus. So if I'll take a car, get to the place, all right, I will alight and walk before I can get to the campus. So 
because I was the fellowship leader, I didn't want to appear there like that. So every day I was taking taxi and I could afford it. That's the way. But while I was trying to um, make that giving, God helped me to detect that my problem was my problem was um, the taxis. So he said, okay, you know what? When you stop taking taxis, when you stop this so that you can save money. So I had to budget. You see, I had to set a priority. A priority for my giving. I had to set a priority. I had to budget. So I'll get to the school. I will take the, the trotro. I'll walk. I'll walk. I'll walk. You know, coincidentally, before I was thinking, ah, my members in the fellowship don't have to see me walking to, to school. Because coincidentally, none of them noticed it. They didn't even notice that I was walking. I told you that you don't have haters. I'm telling you, you don't have, nobody's thinking of you. You don't even have haters. Nobody's thinking of you. I will go every time. Nobody noticed it. The money I was able to save, I was shocked. I'll tell you another story. There's a great man of God, Dr. Paul Yongicho. One time he was asking God for $2 million. He prayed, prayed, prayed. The money did not, was not showing up. So one day as he was fasting and praying, the Spirit of God spoke to him. He said, he didn't say, I'm going to give you any new money. He said, make sure you put off your lights when you're going to bed. Check your bathroom. There's a leakage. Check this. When you're leaving your house, make sure you put all lights off. In one year, he saved up to $2 million. The waste that we create by not budgeting, you can't believe it. Oh, oh, girls like shopping. Girls like shopping. No problem. Stop impulse buying. Not everything that is nice is for you yet. There are many people who are driving cars that you wish you were driving today. Hmm? Are you listening? Who are driving cars you wish you were driving today? The car is not for them, trust me. It's not for them. Drive the one you are driving. The car is not for them. The only time I throw my budget off is when I specifically hear from God, buy this thing for this person. Give this person this money. That one, I have to subscribe to a heavenly budget. And most of the time, when I say I'm doing something, that's what people don't know. When I say I'm doing something for this person, I'm acting my faith. A lot of the time, I go and gather the money. And I say, Lord, I'll leave the place. I say, Lord, I'll receive this money for this person. You spoke to me. I'll receive this money for this person. Act my faith for the person. See? I just thinking of it. Act my faith for the person. I don't know it is. My faith. It's not the person's faith. You got the car. You got the faith. You see. Budget. Do you have a budget? Even sometimes to the extent of a daily budget. Stick to your budget. Anybody who knows me very well, they'll tell you, you can't force me to do anything. No. You can't force me. 
Hey, have you done this thing? Have you done that? We want you to do this thing. And what do you have? You hear from me. <laughs> One time, I was uh, in a meeting. And there was some money that somebody had given to um, um, regional pastor to give to me. So in a meeting, regional pastor brought the money out and he gave it to me. Now, many people had seen it. The moment I went out, killers, killers came to me. Agent <laughs> 2K. Killers came to me. And lady said, oh, yeah. I said, let the money breathe first. You want to let the money breathe first? <laughs> let the money breathe first. I said, I'm taking the money home. <laughs> I'm taking the money home. The money should go and breathe first. You see, when, when, when money you were not expecting comes to you, don't spend it. When money you were not expecting comes to you, don't spend it. Go and save it first. Let it breathe. Listen, take this wisdom from me. Have an account that you know it will be difficult for you to withdraw. That account, you don't have Visa card for it. That account, you don't have Visa card for it. And be dumping money there. What kind of money? Money you were not expecting. Dump it there. Dump it there. Dump it there. We're going to buy the land last year. There was a certain account I opened. And I was dumping money. I was just dumping money, dumping money, dumping money. I was just dumping the money there. Once the money comes, I said, I don't want to see it. I don't see it. One thing I don't like, I don't like to see my tights. Like, just, pay, just pay the tight. I don't see it. Just pay, pay the tight. I don't want to see my tights. See, let me let me be frank with you. I want to be. I know where I'm coming from. I don't want to go back there again. That is the reason I don't joke with my financial principles. I know where I'm coming from. I don't want to go back there again. Dump the money. Dump the money. Then it got to the time to get the land. It became urgent that we 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 make payment for the land in three days. Hey, hey. The first base money that we used to pay it off was this money that I was saving. So imagine when the money came, I was using it. The time will come for the land to be bought and I don't have money. And God will say that I've given you the money. God said, but I gave you the money. Some of you spend too much. And you don't spend according to your level. Bible, Pastor, I don't know why. When money comes to me, it flies. It doesn't fly anywhere. It doesn't fly anywhere. What you eat at your level, the food you eat a day is sometimes 200 Ghana cities. Why don't you cook? Let me order. Let me order. Let me order. Let me order. Then you take your food. Order. I'm craving, craving, craving pizza. I'm craving pizza. I'm craving what? Golden fries. Loaded fries. There's something like that. Taco. Taco. Taco maku. Why don't you cook? If you think the cooking is going to become a problem, maybe take your time. You need to study or In the weekend, cook in advance. Store it 
in a fridge during the week. You're taking it small, small. It's not poverty. You know where you are going. I said it's not poverty. You know where you are going. Today, it will look like that. It's not going to be like that forever. Listen, another thing that takes people into, you know, we are talking about budgeting. Even in your giving, you have to have budgeting. Pam, pam. You cannot help everybody. It's one of the things, you know, um, of Christian uh, value, right? One of our Christian values is that we help the poor, right? We help people. We help our family. It's one of the Christian values, okay? Um, so I'm, I'm not saying you don't help people at all. But even in helping people, you know, people have gotten into debt and gotten into problem because they wanted to be God. Supply everybody's need. Don't play God, you'll be broke. Allow God to be God. There are some people when they need money, pray for them. Because you don't have it. Then you will now go and borrow for the person. And they are looking for you. You did not need that drama. Our faith is potent. Of course, when we have it, it's not our decision. But let me, let me, I'll show you, you know, the priority in, in you see priority. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. All these things are in the Bible. It's as though people don't read it. You have to know where your strength stops. There was a lady who came to me. Hmm. It's not come to say it. There was a lady who came to me. She was so depressed. Was going through a lot. Why? Because um, she, she's doing some side work and she's still in school. And the work she's doing, and she's, a, she's actually a giver in her fellowship. The work she's doing, um, the, 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 her father um, will be asking her for some money, right? And she was giving, I think the father will be asking, you know, sometimes they'll play emotional games on you. And you have to give them the money. You see, in helping even your family, you have to know your strength. And what's because otherwise, what will happen is crabology. You know crabology. Let me show you crabology. Crabology is. Have you seen crabs in a in a pan before? When one is going, they hold him. Everybody comes back. Crabology is the system where I am not yet at the top. I am trying to get to the top. But you keep asking me for money, so I am not able to go to the top where I can now help everybody. So then you pull, and we all now don't have money. Sometimes when you are building something, you need to have the discipline to know you are building something. So you will help your family at the level of strength that you have. There was a time what I could give my parents was not sufficient for them. But then I had to make sure that I am doing... so. You are earning a certain amount of money. You are using everything. You are giving everything to your parents. How will you come out of it? Why not save some? Then create a financial system and structure that will help you to become financially stronger to now take all of them out of the situation. You see, let me, let me say something about borrowing. Borrowing is emptying tomorrow into today. So that there's no tomorrow. Your salary is a thousand Ghana city. You cannot pay anybody's school fees. Come on now, lift your hand. Thank you, Father. You need to know, as a man, know thy strength. Man, know thy level. Know your level. Eh? Eh? 
the moment you receive that thousand cities, I mean, thousand in Ghana, you know that if you receive thousand as a salary, it's not really the best like that. But let's look at it. Thousand cities. And to Juliana's son has fallen from the tree. <laughs> eh? Sister Susanna, her teeth has removed. <laughs> Grandpa's maid, head is aching him. After the moment you receive the thousand cities, that's what somebody's writing. Amma has sw- swallowed the ship. <laughs> Amma has swallowed the ship. <laughs> now, all this is happening, and you want to play God, you will be broke. It's not a case. I'm telling you. Nowhere you can stop. Nowhere you are supposed to stop. What did I tell the lady? I, tell the, I told the lady that I said, at this level of your finance, you're not supposed to be helping your father. He's supposed to be giving you money. And I said, he will never go and look for money to give you if you keep giving him money. You have to stop. Your salary is 1,000 Ghana CD. You can only give your parents like 100 Ghana CD. If they ask for anything more than that, they're asking the wrong person. A time will come, you will buy them a house. You will buy them a car. But this time that you receive 1,000 CDs, this is not the time. I told her, I said, no. I said, you're not doing it. I said, first of all, go and remove that bedding you have put on your head. I said, you can help him as much as you can to the level that you can. You know, all of a sudden, the, the bedding just went off the lady. She's now doing so well financially. Last time she came, she was smiling. And, but she had to take it. I said, I said, when you stop giving your father, did he die? She said, he didn't die. He did not die. Your friends, oh, we are going for vacation. You know your money is not up to. You want to go and clear your account to go for vacation. You want to go and clear your account to go for vacation. Did you get that? Yes. Budgeting. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 5. Now, the apostle over here begins to Give now Timothy is a pastor, so he's trying to help him on how the church will appropriate their funds because it's the same situation that was happening. Um, it's the same. Um, now, look at this the same situation that was happening in that early church that I was talking about that they were not working. And one of the major things that they used to do was they used to take care of widows, all right? They used to take care of widows. Um, and the taking care of widows at that time in the kind of economy they had was very different. Why? Because in that time, the economy was such that the woman takes care of the home and the man does the provision. So if that man is, um, how many of you knew that Jesus, when the Bible said he was a carpenter, it was not carpenter hammer in this one. How many of you know that? It was interior decor. Yeah. Yeah. Making of furniture and interior decor. That's what Jesus was doing. Anyway, that was just by the way. To let you know that Jesus was working, all right? Okay. So, so at that time, the, the, the widows had a lot of... Um, uh, attention financially today yes it's good to do it but it's not like before but now through the years the the the, the way society has evolved 
all right, is such that the women work too. So sometimes, even after their husbands are no more, they still have some money, all right? So in a, in a setting like that, if you're going to honor a widow or you're going to give money to a widow, you have to consider all these factors. So the apostle is telling Timothy, who is the pastor of the church, at that time, the financial um, uh, emphasis that was given them, all right, uh, the financial emphasis is that the, the widows must be taken care of and the poor, all right, then also to the man of God. Those were the financial emphasis at that time. They didn't have the kind of partnership arms we have today. So now, um, he begins to teach. Um, and let, let's go to NIV, First um, Timothy chapter. So look at verse. Let's look at verse 3. So let's see the emphasis. Give proper recognition to those widows who are really in need. In, in other words, we are not taking care of every widow. So I said, budgeting is priority. What is top on my list? What are the things that are very important and needed that I do? So you have to have a priority. Because how can, how can the, 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 the month has not ended, yet you have finished your salary half the month, you have borrowed the other half of the month, so by the time your salary is coming again, it's paying a debt. What kind of life is that? Like I said, I said all these things, for example, once your income increases, there's something, like one day I was lashing out at one girl. I said, somebody had bought a, a, a watch of $50,000. said, how can you buy a watch of $50,000? Then my friend from Kenya said, man of God, stop this. Stop what you are doing. This is years ago, 2014. I'm going to stop what you are doing. If you have $5 million in your account and you buy $50,000 watch, you will not feel it. I said, it's true. I'm talking by poverty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that should teach you, give you an idea of, am I saying don't live well? Okay, go to, go to um, uh, uh, Book of Proverbs. Sorry, Proverbs 21, verse 17. Read Proverbs 21 verse 17 and Proverbs 21 verse 20. Come on now. He that loveth pleasure shall be a poor man. Huh? He that loveth settings shall be a poor man. He that loveth wine and oil shall not be rich. Oh, the grace of God. It's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. You finish your salary on the grace. You say it's the grace of God. He that loveth pleasure shall be a poor man. He that loveth wine and oil shall not be rich. Message translation. You are addicted to thrills. What an empty life. The pursuit of pleasure is never satisfied. Passion. Passion translation. To love pleasure for pleasure's sake will introduce you to poverty. May you not be introduced to poverty. Indulging in a life of luxury will never make you wealthy. All right. So, I want to tell you that there's no spirit taking your money. <laughs> it's not your family which is... 
<laughs> you have been eating too much pizza. Tell somebody cook. All right. So go back to Proverbs 21. Go to King James and go to verse 20. There is treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man spendeth it up. Hmm. Praise God. Are you getting it? Let me, there's a scripture I want to look for for you. All right, I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll find it for you. Thank you, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6. Go to the end, thou sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. Verse 7. Which having no guide over sea or ruler. Verse 8. Provided her meat in the summer and gathered her food in the harvest. Go to Proverbs 27, verse 26. Well, there are many scriptures we can use. Let's, let me just um, go to something else. So we're at First Timothy. Go back to First Timothy. First Timothy, chapter 5, verse 3. We're reading the NIV. Give proper recognition to those widows who are really in need. Verse 4. But if any widow have children or nephews, look at it. Let them learn first to show piety at home. And to require their parents, for that is good in herself before God. That means if there's any widow who has a family, it's not the church responsibility. Are you seeing? The guy has priority in who to help. Not because we are Christians, so we just throw money away. There should be priority in who to help. Amma has swallowed a ship. She will be fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh uh. He can has fallen from a tree. <laughs> Iketuku has swallowed a blade. You see, verse 5. Verse 5. Now she that is a widow indeed and desolate, trusted in God, and continues in supplication and prayers night and day. Verse 6. But she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. He said, he said, we are looking for the real widow. He said that we are looking for a widow. He's not looking for the widow who is living in place and then we're going to give her money. No. The fact that we said that we are giving to widows doesn't mean that we're going to look for someone who is, who is, listen, learn to take responsibility. Are you listening to me? You made a mistake. You have chopped your school fees. You have used your, 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 your phone to pay. Say, I have paid for my sins. <laughs> I've paid for my sins. All right. So, you go back there, we'll end, we'll round off with this. Verse 7. Are you learning anything? Yeah. And these things give in charge that they may be blameless. Next verse. But if any provide not for his own, all right, and especially for those of his own house, he are denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. You know, this scripture we use it, uh, uh, the real context is actually if a widow has a family. We don't have to give her anything. The family should, should take care of her. So you go to verse 9. Yes, no widow may be put on the list of widows. So, so there's a list. Now we're not dashing money. When you come to church, we are not dashing money. The same way in your life. No, you should not feel like you, you don't have anything you are doing with money. You are dashing money. Because there are some givings that will change your life that those givings will have to be givings that you have saved up. 
So while you are trying to save up to give your first maybe 100,000 Ghana CD, you are saving up. But everybody is coming to collect something from you. This one is, you understand? You are, you are saving it up to do something big in your life because our secret is from our giving. Remember, when I started, I said, the, the, the origin of wealth is God. The purpose is the kingdom. So that's where our strength comes from. But before we can get to that strength, we need to settle all these things first. No widow may be put on the list of widows unless she is over 60. That's even age. I'll end with this. Learn how to say no. I cannot help you now. Learn it. Learn how to say no. I cannot help you now. 